In our ever-changing environment, it is important now, more than ever, to look at the way we do things. The initial step in changing our methods is changing our thinking. It is vital that we have the conversations to instigate and propel positive change within our industries and communities by looking at different ideas and adopting new mindsets. The Reset and Rethink podcast is about continuing our connectivity with rural and regional communities and the people that sustain them. It's an over-the-fence look at people's lives, ideas and actions that inspire us. We hear from strong individuals, community members, business owners and industry professionals who are making way for real change in their patch and beyond. Welcome to the Reset and Rethink podcast brought to you by Cherub empowering and supporting rural and regional communities to thrive. This podcast series, Community Driven, has been funded by the Foundation of Rural and Regional Renewal. FRRR is a national non-for-profit organisation who ensures the longevity and resilience of rural Australian communities. The purpose of this series is to share the stories of community leaders, mentors, quiet achievers and those who wear many different hats in our community. We'll be asking our guests to share their experiences, talk about what makes our communities great and what they have learnt through their involvement. Righto. Cheers for joining me today, Cam. Um, just so our listeners can get to know you a bit better, tell us a bit of background about yourself. Um, yeah, so I uh, grew up around Stanthorpe uh, on a wool-growing property that uh, my parents managed there. So, yeah, Stanthorpe, where I was born and raised, um, went to boarding school in Warwick. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, university in Gatton, and that's what led into a career in banking, so. There you go. What do you, mm-hmm. what do you think of boarding school? Um, yeah, no, look, for me, coming from a tiny little school that only had, you know, 13 to 16 kids getting to boarding school and being able to play plenty of sport yeah. um, was pretty much, yeah, big highlight for me, so I was very excited to get there. Yeah, very good. So what, what did you study at um, Garden? Uh, so I started a Bachelor of Agribusiness, so yeah. a three-year course. So yeah. Um, yeah, and I suppose that kind of mixed, you know, our schooling times, things I found I really enjoyed were agriculture and accounting of yeah. all things. Um, <laughs> well, agriculture part made sense, but accounting probably not so much, and I thought that was probably the best mix for me. Um, so yeah, that's what I went into was the agribusiness. Yeah, yeah. So you you got a job up here with is it Westpac? Yep. 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 How long have you been doing that for now? Um I've been with Westpac here in Emerald uh, a bit over seven years. I've been oh, with yeah. Westpac um in total uh fourteen years. Uh, a bit over fourteen years now. Yeah. So it was fourteen years in February this year. Exciting. Um yeah so basically what gets you out of bed each morning? Would you say? Um, that's probably changed over the <laughs> years, Zach, what gets me out. Um, out of bed each morning. Um, probably when I first uh, first started out of uni was getting up to get some money back in my bank account, yeah. um, running pretty lean after uni. And then probably, you know, early days when you're learning a lot in banking, like, you know, learning a lot of new different stuff each day, just the excitement for that. Yeah. Up and then um, at different times through, as you progress in life, you start you start, start having home loans and things yeah. like that. So they also help motivate to get you out. But probably probably a big one is, and more I've stuck in this career is I really enjoy working with uh, agricultural producers yeah. and really um, you know strong association with them and helping them and working with them to achieve what they're trying to get done so yeah. you know it's it's really my connection to them and wanting to make sure I'm providing 
best yeah. service to them so they can keep their businesses doing what they need to that makes me make sure I hook in and get my job done each day. Yeah, did you, you say, said you came from an agriculture background or yep. how does that help with your work? Do you find that you can sort of relate with the landholders a bit more? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think um, that was a huge advantage and probably why during um, university days the banks came and targeted agribusiness, particularly mm. for kids who had a agricultural background because um, it's a lot easier to teach someone about banking, for example, than it is to teach someone about understanding agriculture. Oh, yeah, and, definitely. Um, you know, the, the things that farmers um, face. So that's, I, you know, call on, you know, my, my experiences through growing up in a place or working for a year up north on a cattle place between uh, school and uni or, you know, tractor yeah. driving through uni holidays, all yeah. those things I learnt through those kind of things, you know, regularly with what I do day to day. Yeah, and I feel like a landholder, they would find you more approachable as well than someone that's come straight out of the city and sort of doesn't have that ag background. Yeah, yeah. I like to think so. Yeah. I like to think that means that we can be on the same page as them and understand yeah. things that they're trying to explain, that they're trying to achieve to achieve yeah. much more quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have a mentor or what inspires you? Look, I think I wouldn't say I have just one straight out mentor that I go to. I've been lucky enough to have, and like these people probably don't even know that they're necessarily mentors to me, but there's definitely a few people of you, you know, that have been strong mentors for me that I go to and bounce ideas off, whether it be, you know, within banking or different things over the time, like, you know, heavy involvements in sport and stuff like that. I've had people around rugby stuff or, yeah, different people from many walks of life that I've used and I suppose in the job I do also meet some really successful business people so you know I pick up a lot of things off them so times times they don't these people wouldn't realize that they're a mentor to me but I I kind of consider them that and definitely go to them if I've got something I want you know their input on or get their thoughts on so yeah yeah and just sort of having that interaction with them having that conversation around sort of the, the way they work, I guess you can sort of resemble yeah. and yeah, learn learn from them. Yeah, so. yeah, no, so yeah, definitely have a few and 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 use them where yeah. I can, and yeah, definitely been a big help for making right decisions. Yeah, so so you just mentioned rugby, but tell us about the organisations you're a part of in town here, and what roles do you play? So. But what yeah. I can list off, Rams and um, Magpies cricket. So yeah, so I suppose um, so I'm president of Central Highlands Rugby Union, uh, treasurer of Emerald uh, Rugby Union, the Rams, um, yeah. and well, I suppose co-cap- co-captain yeah. Yeah. Um, of uh, Emerald Magpies senior, senior team for the cricket. So, yeah, they're the organisations I'm yeah, involved in at the moment So and kind of done those things which each town or place I've lived yeah. Um. As I've gone through. So. Yeah, and it's. It, I reckon that's the best way to sort of meet people is through sport. Sort of when I turned up was. Yeah, I started playing cricket and like coming to the Rams Awards night. That's when I first met you, and I hadn't even played for Rams yet. And yeah, like it's. What about like how how long have you been with Rams for since you? Um. Since yeah. You got so in? I suppose yeah, that's always been one of my things. Um. Whenever I've moved town and you know done a few times through banking and um. I always go and look for a sporting club depending on what season is and my yeah. go-to sports are cricket and rugby so yeah. um yeah i basically rocked up to the start of a rugby season in 2015 um mm. not long after i moved here and yeah been part of emma rugby yeah. union ever since and 
yeah and yeah got jobs progressively yeah yeah i'm um, involved in the committee from there on like ordering people around i guess <laughs> I, I don't know so much about ordering people around but yeah. um if you on the field, got you a know. banking or accounting <laughs> Uh, background, uh, t- people are pretty quick to line you up for treasure and things like yeah, that, so yeah. uh, people come knocking fairly quickly. Yeah, yeah, so out, out of these roles you play, what would be sort of the most enjoyable thing out of them? So, um, I suppose for me, any time, any organisation you're a part of either improves or achieves something that it's been trying to do, you know, achieves a success, whether that's on the field or off the field in you know, building something, you know, mm. gaining something that the club's been after, um, always sees, you know, some good success. Mm. I suppose being pretty lucky from uh, Emerald Rugby Union point of view, been a very successful team mm. um, as part of that. But then if I look at being, you know, President of Central Highlands for our region, you know, things like, looks like coming to fruition, having a new, new team, join the competition, yeah. those kind of things, you know. Building man, the like, And like, yeah, but like, there's a lot of people play that, so it's not just you know one thing you're achieving alone. I think probably the big thing for me with any of this is, it's really, in my boys like, team sports and those kind of stuff. Yeah. There's like, it's a lot of people involved to bring all these things to happen to make any of these things work, whether it be a committee, where it be a team on the field. Mm. That's what makes these things happen, and that's why I like being a part of it. Yeah, and like if if we didn't have followers like you, for example, like Kungi Day on the weekend, like that was, that was a great turnout and sort of brought a lot of cultures together and people together from around Emerald. And yeah, like it was an un, unreal night and day. And yeah, how did you go organising that? Pretty stressful? Or? Yeah, um, I suppose probably the last couple of years it's been a bit more challenging under COVID times. Um, but look, yeah, a bit involved, but I think you know it really does do a great thing for the community recognises the um, the Kiwi community we have here in the Central Highlands um, and gives them something to, that I know they look forward to each year. Um, but I think, you know, I suppose it's one of those things I just realised early on, um, you know, in my involvement in sport that, yeah, if you want these things to happen that we all enjoy going to, yeah. someone's got to put their hand someone's up and got to put their hand up and put them on and, yeah, that's, I've just always looked at that, that yeah. more of you that can chip in, yeah. the better, better it makes it. Yeah, and, like, it makes a weekend so much more exciting having sport on, hey, like, you just, when it's not on, unless you go and see a bit of country around town or something, like, there's just nothing to do, sort of, like, when when you're stuck, stuck inside or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I reckon sport, yeah, it's the best way to communicate with others. So, um, But, yeah, so from your experience, what makes a community great and why would someone want to live in this community? What makes the community great? Um, look, I thought that's, uh, yeah, many aspects to that. But I always find communities that are all willing to chip in and help each other out and and make of it, you know, what you, what you will. Like, um, I think... You know, some communities, you know, and probably metropolitan areas, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff organised for them, but I think in these smaller communities, everybody, you know, who comes to love them realises that you've all got to chip in and help make these things happen, but you meet some great people and you have a lot of fun fun doing it. So I think so I don't think any time a community is really active in helping out, you know, whether it be different organisations, but yeah. different activities... Yeah, that's what makes it really active. Like, I've always found rural towns have been um, really mm. good. There's always a heap on, but they're pretty much entertaining themselves. Like, yeah. putting on stuff for themselves to yeah. keep themselves active. And I think, 
you know, anytime you're keeping yourself active and yeah, doing things, it's 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 yeah, it's good for everyone's everyone's health. Yeah, you know, particularly mentally. So exactly, and like the real town events, hey, like they always, always enjoy more than sort of something in the middle of the city, and it's just yeah, yeah, you meet a lot more people from like a widespread of like widespread area and all around the countryside. So it's always always good. But what would um, why would someone want to live in this community? Do you think? Why would someone want to live in this community? Oh, look, there's there's pretty. There's a fair few reasons why you want to live in this community. I think probably my first thing, and this is coming from finance, probably my banking background and that hat on, like I was just blown away when I first moved here of probably the opportunities mm, from yeah. whether you're seeking a job, whether you're in business mm. for yourself and you want to do those things. There's just so many opportunities and just the um, the profitability of the region, agriculturally speaking, yeah. mining, all those things. So. I suppose that was something that really, really amazed me when I first moved here. Mm. But then I think outside of that, um, you know, it's it's a town with a fair bit going on, but it's also got the small country town feeling, whereas, mm. you know, everyone's warm and welcoming. You know lots of people throughout the community, you know, whatever it's doing, and there's, you know, there's plenty, plenty on to, um, you know, whether it be sport and other activities um, that keeps us here. I'm not playing sport. There's great things like the dam to go for a ski on out there. So. Yeah, yeah, and like for what I've seen, like in the agriculture industry, like you got what is it, citrus, grapes, farming, cattle. Um, oh well, you got a lot of cotton. I didn't realise mm-hmm. there was cotton in Central Queensland. I thought mm-hmm. when I first came up Southern Queensland, I thought it's just all farming down there, but it's it's unreal soil up here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just all, and then you obviously you got the mining for job opportunities too, and. Yeah, it's no, nice. it's a it's a pretty interesting little town, and obviously you got the essentials, the one KFC and McDonald's, so that that sort of exactly, out. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so as as a volunteer, what has been your biggest challenge yet? Oh, look, there's probably been a few different ones at different times. I think any challenge with volunteer is probably is probably trying to manage everyone's expectations. Yeah, um, is probably the one I find. Not so much when you're just in a one sporting club, I definitely probably find that a challenge with, um, say, Central Highlands Rugby Union in that yeah. role is you've got, you know, four or five teams that, you know, mm. clubs that are all trying to do the best for their organisation and you've got to try and administer that and manage that and, you know, the best way to do that is make sure you've, you know, you've got good governance and everything's done fairly mm. and um, transparently and everybody can understand you know how decisions yeah. are made and why they're made. So, um, I but you know I think, and trying to put yourself in the shoes of where another you know someone might be coming with in some of those situations is you know like people have got different ways of doing things and thinking about things. So, you've yeah. sometimes something that might sound ridiculous to you, you step back and have a look and go, well actually why you know why they see that this way and trying to deal with that. So, yeah, and I think just. You know, there's always very, you know, a lot of different yeah. personalities in any of that. So I think that's yeah. probably more time is just trying to, you know, manage, manage yeah. different different interests and, and make sure everyone can still push in the same direction to, you know, have a good, enjoyable time and, and achieve the best for their organisation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if someone was trying to become a volunteer in this community, what would be, so, oh, well, anywhere, what would be some advice you'd give to them? First point of would be 
don't be don't be stressed about it that you feel like you mightn't have the experience. Yeah. Everybody starts any of these jobs from yep. naught. Um, yep. You know, like, yeah. And I think people feel like, you can, you know, somewhere, somewhere you're supposed to have picked up these experience to know how to do these things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in my experience, that's just not you. you. You pick up the experience by putting your hand up and having it go. Um, and I think, you know, kind of just, yeah, for me, I've got forced into it by having to be on the committee for rugby union club at uni. Like there was no more experienced people. Yeah. There was only guys, you know, people 21, 20, 19, 18 running. Yeah. So um, there was, yeah, so you just had to do it. So I think that's the first point is, yeah, don't feel worried about it. And there's always, going, and it's getting so much better these days as yeah. far as there's guides and you know, rules around to follow to help you know what to do. Yeah. Um, and because there's so many organisations, if you feel like, you know, there's some things missing with what's running in your organisation, all you need to do from a sporting example is, you know, what are the mm. other sporting clubs doing? How are they administering yeah. these things? What are those guys doing? And, and yeah. people are always happy to help and share their knowledge from their sport or, you know, or even, you know, and the same sport as you, but in a different region. So yeah. you'll always be able to access that information. And yeah. I think it's just getting more and more readily available. So Yeah. And for our sounds of people always willing to help if it means, like, for example, rugby union, union each year, I've heard it, it sort of gets near to three teams, but then you, you've always said, oh, no, it'll, the comp will keep going and you manage to get another team or, like, now we've got five teams instead of four. Like, it's it's slowly rebuilding, which is good. And, then, yeah, like, there's, I'm guessing you've learnt that from other clubs in the surrounding areas on how to manage them. And... Yeah, I think it's just one of those things that the more, yeah, the more many hands make light work. So, yeah. you know, I think it's all, uh, yeah, people are quite often fearful that they won't know what to do or how to do it or they'll make a wrong decision. Well, yeah. you know, the, the structures are there to save you from, from that. Mm. And I think it's, you know, put your hand up. Well, people don't realise how much knowledge they've got about the right way to, to do things. You know, they don't realise what knowledge they're already carrying with them whenever they take on any of these roles. Yeah. And, or, you know, all you have to do is ask questions and people fairly quickly help point you in the right direction if there's something you don't know. Yep, yep. Um, so with the role you play in the community, where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um, look, I suppose I don't go yeah, necessarily seeking the roles out or, you know, have desires set on other roles. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I still feel like I'm, you know, contributing well to these organisations and the organisations still think I'm a worthy contributor to them, um, yeah. I'll, yeah, keep keep chipping in and helping out because, yeah, I know someone needs to do it. And even if, yeah, it comes a time where I feel like, yeah, my time doesn't allow me to assist as much as I once did, you know, I'll still make myself available for whoever replaces, you know, replaces me that I can pass on that knowledge that I've gained um, in the time I've been doing these things. Are you talking about an early retirement? <laughs> You've been no, saying no, no. That. <laughs> that might be more from playing. I don't yeah. get out of um, being a volunteer on committees as, mm. as quickly. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you very much for um, putting a bit of time um, aside and, yeah, having a chat with me about, about this. It's been a pleasure. No dramas at all, Zach. All right, cheers, that. Well, that's it for today's episode. We can't wait for you to tune in with us next time. In the meantime, if you enjoy our podcast series, please share, rate and subscribe so we can continue to keep creating this content for you all.